Radio. On Thursday and Friday, all the priests and all the principals of the diocese came together for our annual priest-principals conference. Good name for a conference with the priests and principals together, eh? And this year we had a presentation by Chris Lowney and the theme of the conference was leadership, Christian leadership. So I was quite intrigued when we got there and the emphasis um, was that everyone leads. And in fact, that's the title of his latest book, Everyone Leads, the subtitle being How to Revitalise the Catholic Church. And he told a story of when he was first made a managing director of a company that was in complete crisis. It was falling to bits. And he thought, okay, right, this is the problem, this is the problem, let's go fix it, this is how you do it. Okay, off you go, everyone follow me, let's go fix this company. And then he got the company even into even worse troubles. However, what happened next made him learn a couple of things, he said, which is what he was encompassed in the book. When he said, we're in crisis, and he started to do something, everyone realised, yes, we are in crisis. And when he stuffed up, they're like, well, Chris has made a problem, we can't make any more problems than this, let's all try and do something. So everyone started to come together and pool all their ideas. And every single one of them started to pull their weight to try and fix the company back up again. And within a very short time, it was better than it was even in the beginning. He realised two things, he said. That it's not until we realise we're in crisis that we actually start to do something. And secondly, that it takes leadership from every single member of an organism to bring it out of crisis. This is actually what Jesus Christ is talking about in the Gospel. Believe it or not. What he's done, he's taken away a man who is deaf and he's, has an impediment of speech. He's almost mute. And he heals him of a physical illness. But as we here alluded to in the first reading, as we know, every part of Scripture has deeper spiritual meaning. Because Jesus Christ came to cure the blind, to heal the deaf, to make the lame walk again, and to make the dumb speak. What significance does that have for those of us who aren't blind, dumb, deaf, or lame? Because it's our spiritual deafness, our spiritual blindness, our spiritual dumbness, and our spiritual lameness. How is Jesus Christ? Come heal it. Why has he come to heal it? In the Gospel, Jesus Christ put his hands in the man's ears and said, Ephatha. Ephatha is my favourite Aramaic word because it's spelled E-P-H-P-H-A-T-H-A and there's too many consonants in a row, so it's very much like Polish. The Ephatha is the word used at baptism. Every single baptism has the Ephatha right. So after you're baptised, you're anointed with the sacred chrism, to be made priest, prophet, and king, just like Jesus Christ. You are given a white garment as a sign of your new dignity, the son and daughter of God. You're given a lighted candle, because your life is now lit by Jesus Christ, and you are now to be a light to the world. 
And this prayer is said over your ears and your mouth. May the Lord touch your ears to receive his word and your mouth to proclaim his faith to the glory of God the Father. And now, what does it mean? This means that every single one of us is called by right of our baptism to hear God and to proclaim him. You guys, I'm sure, have noticed that the Catholic Church, particularly in the Western world, is in crisis. It's in complete crisis. Not only are we facing the scandals and the evils that have emerged from within, but for many years now, we look around a lot of our churches and you notice that 80% of the congregation have grey hair. And of that 10-20%, most of them have actually dyed it. (laughs) Don't argue with me. No, that's good salt and pepper colour there. In Coffs Harbour, it's not too bad. You can see the children in the front row, and the second and the third row, and behind me. We're doing pretty well in Coffs Harbour. You guys do a good job. But throughout a lot of the West and a lot of Australia, it's much, much worse. We're in crisis. We need to get out. And getting out isn't the job of somebody else. It's not the job of the priests or the nuns or somebody else is going to fix it. The job is of us. Every single one of us. By virtue of our baptism, we've been given the power to do this, to proclaim God. But first, of course, we have to hear him. Statistics show that in the evangelical churches, 84% of the parishioners have invited a friend to come to the Sunday worship with them in the last 12 months. Now, I'd hate to see in a Catholic church the percentage of someone who's even talked to a non-Catholic about Jesus Christ at all, let alone invited them to Mass. We have to speak about him. But it's scary, right? Father, I don't even know what to say. Our mouth can't be open unless our ears are first open, can they? What did Jesus Christ do with the man in today's gospel? He took him away to a silent place. Away from the crowd. We have to, every single day of our lives, let Jesus Christ take us away to a silent place. If you can't escape your kid's noisiness, well then a silent place within your own heart. To pray with him. To let him start to influence. Why? What happens when we see something beautiful, something good, something amazing? You want to tell everyone, don't we? It's an impulse we have. We can't help ourselves. You find a joke. I want to tell everyone else now. And we flick that joke on everyone who will listen to us. The same when we encounter the beauty, goodness and truth of God. He is the creator of every good thing in the world. He is supreme goodness. But until we encounter it, we're not going to have the impulse to spread it. And so we have to be taken away so that we have an opportunity to be influenced by that, to encounter that. And then the impulse will take us. I 
had a great opportunity yesterday after the vigil mass, Chris Lowney himself with a few of our CSO, um, you know, highfalutin head people, um, were at mass and then afterwards they invited me to come to Latitude 30 for dinner. I thought, oh, that would be great, you know, some good company, a very, very nice restaurant. I'll go with them. But I had to send a message and say, sorry, I can't make it, because what had happened, a fellow had turned up after Mass, um, still under the effects of some of the things he had taken. Um, he told me he had been in the church 15 years, but suffering from the guilt of what he had been going through, he had turned back to God and was, said, I've come to a church and I've prayed for the first time 15 years. He was starving, he hadn't eaten for so long, he ate twice, two meals. Um, so he turned up, what else could I do? I had to feed him. But because, and I don't say this to boast because I, I, usually you know me, so you know if God can do this for a sinner as great as me, he can do it for anyone. He's opened someone's ears, he can then open their mouth, he can open their eyes to see, as St. James says in the Gospel, not St. Paul, thank you very much, as St. James says in the Gospel, in the second reading, don't make distinctions between peoples. I got to have dinner with Jesus Christ last night. Better than Chris Lowney from America with the high flyers from the CSO. Jesus Christ offered me that grace. Because he has taken me, he has opened my ears. And so he opened my eyes and gave me that opportunity. This is our call. Every single one of us baptised. We're in crisis, we need to get out of crisis. Every single one of us must pull our ideas together and must pull our weight. And we've been given the grace for it. We have to give God the opportunity to pour that grace into us. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.